Did You Have To is a proud member of the But Why Though podcast community. Hey everyone, welcome back to Did You Have To, and we are back again with extra special, because we're talking about everybody's favorite green-haired cinnamon roll, Deku. Um, And if you have listened to this podcast before, we're just two bad bitches talking about anime, and I'm Kate. And I'm Nisha. And we're joined by Emery. Oh. I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. Yes, thank yeah, you for thanks on. for coming. Yeah, so, no. And I would like the audience listening to know that I first got introduced to Emery when he was giving a panel on Zelda at a PAX. So he's super cool. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, we did a book chapter on uh, The Legend of Zelda, and I got the uplifting chapter of uh, Majora's Mask in the Stages <laughs> of Grief. So um, I've been kind of labeled the Doctor of Death at this point. So it's it's wonderful. <laughs> you know, what a title. I mean, wow. my Hero Academia Season 4 is kind of perfect for you then, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so... We're going to be taught, we we plan to do like a Carolyn Tuesday episode and mm-hmm. episode finally reviewing another live action anime, which is what you probably follow the podcast for, but now you got us talking about anime. Um, and then I watched the most recent episode of My Hero Academia season four and I was like, yo, we got to talk about Deku. Yep. <laughs> and I encourage and enabling our inability to co- for to commit to a schedule said we throw everything away yes we will talk about Deku <laughs> and then so. I was like ooh Emery Emery has like every fun co-pop for my hero <laughs> he has to come on <laughs> no I do not have the Tanya Ito one although I think it's like a hundred dollars and I'm not down to spend no for real for Ida? yeah yeah for Ida. I know I know I, I'm no offense to Ida I like him but that just seems ridiculous it is it is an expensive boy he's pretty <laughs> high maintenance so like it it attracts he comes from a valuable family, apparently. So, you know. I just don't understand how you know, this is. This is. This is. Never mind. Why do I question how much anime figure related things cost? Never mind. Uh-huh. But but I do love this show, and so um, you know, as as soon as uh, y'all came to me and said do you want to do this, I'm like, I immediately get my laptop out and like we're doing this. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. No, so glad you could come on. Yeah. Cool. So we're going to, for anybody who has not watched My Hero Academia, or as it's also called, Boku no Hero, uh, this is going to have spoilers, because we're talking about a character and his character progression and our favorite things about him. So this is your warning. You can pause us and come back after you've binged the four seasons that are available on Funimation and Hulu, or you can keep listening. I personally think that no matter what happens in the story, you can be spoiled and it's still going to be amazing because nothing beats that animation. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so um, My Hero Academia is or was initially a Japanese superhero manga series written and illustrated by Kohei uh, Horikoshi. And it was serialized in Shonen Jump as all great shonen are in 2014 and it had 24 volume uh 24 tankoban volumes as of august 2019 and it is currently in its fourth season um of the anime 
And essentially, in My Hero Academia, in a world where people with superpowers known as quirks are the norm, Izuku Midoriya has dreams of one day becoming a hero, despite being bullied by his classmates for not having a quirk. After being the one and only, the one to try to save his childhood bully, Katsuki Bakugo, my baby, from a villain, <laughs> All Might, Japan's greatest hero, saves him and is bespoke hurry, saves him and bestows upon him All Might's own quirk, one for all. The story follows Izuku's entrance into UA High School, a school for training the next generation of superheroes. Think of it as like the Harvard of hero schools, essentially. Um, and Izuku and his new friends try to balance their hero training with ordinary school duties. However, the League of Villains, an evil organization established by All Might's arch enemy, All for One, has plans to destroy all heroes and take control of society. Dun dun dun. <laughs> perfect. And that's, that's a perfect summary. <laughs> yep. And I, um, I have nothing to add. <laughs> Uh, I do want to note this episode, as I'm going to title it when you hit play, is we got to talk about Deku. And that's because uh, Izuku Midoriya's hero name is Deku, Deku, which is also his, like, bully name? Like, the name that yeah. people who bullied him called him? Mm-hmm. Uh, which I think is the first great thing to get into his character, into who he is. True. He's just a little love ball. He, I've never met anyone who could still be so nice to people who basically talk shit about him every day for not having powers. Like, let me, I just, he is a little love ball because can you imagine being made fun of all your life for not having powers? And then he still is so lovable and nice. And he uses the name that they made fun of him with. It just... Oh, and my he heart. wears the suit that his mom made him. Oh, that's adorable. He's so, he's so precious. <laughs> and it's you know you you listen to all the. Just watching the first episode again, and I'm like, the way Bakugo first talks to him, he's like, Deco, here's your idea for getting a quirk. You know, basically, you need to not be alive anymore, <laughs> and then maybe when you come back, you'll have one. Yeah, <laughs> and and. De Deku's response is, that's not a very nice thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> you're not taking vengeance. Now, granted, you're not taking vengeance on Bakugo, especially at that point. No. But, I mean, we'll get into it as we talk and get through the talk, but, like, I just have to add to that. Deku finally st sticking up to his bullies is, like, a huge thing for me, too. Because he does it with love. Like, what right. the hell? How? <laughs> <laughs> And we'll, we'll get to that because that's actually one of my favorite Deku moments. Right, um, it is. But like, okay. As we dive into who Deku is as a character, one of the really great things about him is because he's a kid who's always wanted to be a hero, but he never had a quirk, he is like the ultimate fanboy, essentially. Yes. Like, uh. he has <laughs> all of the hero stats memorized. He remembers all of their fights, specifically All Might, his who is his number one hero, his main hero. And what he lacks in, in the ability to understand his quirk once All Might get, gives him, he makes up for in his ability to strategize. Like, Deku is the farthest thing from uh, Goku, um, intellect-wise. 
<laughs> Deku yes. thinks before he punches. And um, while he punches, like yeah. the boy is smart. He's he real is. smart. Very, he very smart. On, he takes thinks on his feet to a new level because he really does. <laughs> Granted, let's be honest, he has his moments when he's just reckless and he's like, I still have legs. That's right. I can <laughs> Wait, let me break my all my fingers. Aren't completely shattered. I can keep fighting. I still have those, those moments me... are so few and far between. I mean, in comparison, right. you mean the yeah. entire oh, yeah. first season? Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's his. It's that whole like, well, I've got three fingers left. I'm like, boy, if you don't stop. <laughs> so, again. Oh my oh, god. I got no fingers left, but I got my cheek. No, no, I've got, awesome, no, I've got my cheek. That was That's such a good so awesome. I got my cheek. Again, resourceful. Just, just to put some context to this, um, so imagine all my and I and I think this is actually a very apt comparison because the creator of My Hero has said multiple times he actually based this shonen, My Hero on the western idea of superheroes and the western idea of mm -hmm. villains and so there's a lot um uh, that kind of transfers over like specifically deku is modeled off of spider-man and in a lot of ways like all might is a stand-in for like superman and he has like mm. superman-y powers he's super strong super big but the thing is, is he smiles all the time because one of the things that the series really hits on is that uh, all might is a symbol he mm -hmm. isn't just a guy and that symbol is important which is why when he chooses deku deku isn't just trying he initially starts as just trying to be a hero and then through his course of growth he realizes that it's less about being a hero and more about what it what it means to be a hero um but what happens is deku is given this great power he's given the one for all power and what the one for all power is is essentially a power that can be transferred between hero to hero that makes them like all might and i don't remember all might's uh the the woman who gave it to all might i don't remember her name oh uh, nana okay mm -hmm. wait nana nana okay and essentially it passed from her to all might to deku but mm -hmm. everyone who has the power has to learn how to use it in their own way and it's mm -hmm. at full strength all the time. And Deku is this kid who never had any powers, never was like physically great. And all of a sudden he's bestowed with all of the strength and all of the power of All Might. And yep. instead of making it, oh, kid becomes the chosen one. Now he's all powerful. They chose to make it, oh, now this kid's all powerful. But if he uses his power without learning how to control it, he will kill himself. Mm -hmm. Which is one of the greatest differences between Deku. When, when you look at Shonen as a whole, um, Deku, and the reason we make the joke about him breaking his bones is if he would use his... If he would use All Might's like Detroit Smash or anything like that, his arm would mm -hmm. shatter. Or he'd flick and his fingers would shatter. And he has had to not only train to become strong enough to be a hero, but he's had to train his body and his understanding and, and learn to really understand himself so that he doesn't end up hurting himself further. 
Um, which throughout the course of the whole thing, we see even when All Might goes 100%, that really leads to All Might's injuries and All Might's mm-hmm. decline. It doesn't help that his teacher, Aizawa, is having none of his excuses for breaking things. Oh, yeah. He's like, guess what? If you are breaking your bones and your arms and legs, like when they go through the first entrance exam, Mm -hmm. um, he he sits there and goes, you're going to be useless to everybody else. You're going to be a liability. Um, Which, you know, Deku in just all his endearing qualities (laughs) sits there and goes, you know what? He's right. Mm Mm-hmm. He's right. I am going to be a liability, so I got to figure this out now. Right, because um, it's and I've got to work harder than everybody else. Mm-hmm. And I love that about Aizawa saying that to Deku. Like he didn't give him any kind of a break. He's just like, because you know Deku's breaking everything himself, anyways. Um, <laughs> but I couldn't resist. <laughs> but it's like it's just. Uh, I think he needs that balance. Like we just had the mentor episode, the Shonen mentor episode or anime mentor episode. That was so good. Thank you. Yeah, yeah and we definitely we we made a, a point to mention Izal because he's a great mentor to those kids. But it's like as encouraging as All Might is, when you compare him and Izawa as being mentors, Deku needs Izawa to like give him that hard truth. Besides just saying, make it your own, make it your own. And I, I love all my, I say this, but like, you can only tell the boy to make it his own so many times without, like, that doesn't help. He needs to <laughs> understand, like, when he's in the field, it's life or death. And you can't be over here breaking bones for another hero to come and help you when they got to be doing the job. Um. All Might, I mean, as much as I love him, I, I do sit there and go, um, you know, he's really only kind of going on his uh, interpretation of um, yes. yeah. one for all. And and he mm-hmm. kind of goes into, and going back into Deco, he's just like, yeah, you're right. Make it work. I made it work. <laughs> um, and Deku's like, I've got this frail. Don't you understand? I haven't had a quirk. And. Um, I know that neither have you, but at the same time, you, mm-hmm. I mean, your mentor, Nana, and uh, another character in the series, his name is Gran Torino, which is like, I feel like the Eastwood in some ways. Yeah. <laughs> uh, very right. scrub, no nonsense, gives good advice, so forth. And he's just like, you know, this this kid doesn't, he's not the same as you. He, he was all mm-hmm. power, you know, Toshinori or All Might was all power and Deku is not. He's he's an analytical, scrawny kid. Right. The yeah, and yeah. it's one of those things that, like, it's it it was really a refreshing when we talk about Deku's origins. I, I think one of the reasons why I ended up falling in love with my hero so much is because I think the and I think that a lot of this comes from the fact that um, the creator borrowed from Western storytelling because in Western storytelling mm-hmm. it's all about the underdog. And we talked about this, actually, I think on our Death Note episode. I think it was our Death Note episode. But one of the things that you lose in translation is a lot of shonen is you're not taking an underdog. It's all about just training from a point of strength because you're no good if you don't train versus Mm -hmm. you are the underdog in the story. Um, And I think that my hero is the best of both worlds in that Deku is very much the physical embodiment of the most powerful quirk in all of my hero, but he can't use it. 
He can't mm-hmm. just go Ichigo and carry around a giant ass sword and say, "Oh, I don't know how to shield it." My bad, guys. <laughs> like, you mean fifteen? You mean fifteen minutes of training did not make him the strongest character? <laughs> exactly. Um, and, and it's one of those things that, as we see him, so like initially, Deku starts out by copying All Might's moves. So Detroit Smash, Delaware mm-hmm. Smash um full cow and then you have him do like the five percent double detroit smash that stuff and then after he spends time with gran torino he just he develops the shoot style which is his style which is less focused about punching have legs midoriya yes Mm -hmm. (laughs) also is there a pair of deku shoes i need to know this i feel like there's gotta be at this point or at least Oh, Adidas. Adidas needs to make some. Yes. Oh, I need them. <laughs> I need them I'm gonna go. Um, and he's just some heavy duty shoes right there. That's <laughs> still everything. Get the iron in the soles too. <laughs> <laughs> and he still kind of names these like the St. Louis Smash. We saw Manchester Smash the last episode. And so he still keeps in the vein of All Might, but he's turned it into his own fighting style, which relies <clears throat> on, it's like a, a hybrid between Gran Torino and the time he spent with him and the time he spent with All Might. And what makes it unique to Deku is Deku know like all of Deku's mo- movements are planned because of how he analyzes the scene, strategizes, and ultimately what he knows internally about different types of quirks. Um, and it just looks really cool. He glows electric. Like, essentially what he learned was he can radiate the power and keep it coursing through his body instead of mm-hmm. focusing it on one spot and shattering. He would, like, essentially disperse the power. Um, and mm-hmm. his power suit, like, his legs and his arms are reinforced with, because uh, uh, essentially if you haven't watched My Hero, there's an entire class of people with quirks that essentially help them make gear or uh, what's it called? Like accessories and like, sorry, what'd you say? say? Oh, it's the support class. Yes, the support class. Yes, the support class. They make all of like the costumes and not the props, but like the 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 equipment that all Mm -hmm. the heroes use that help them and fit them and then are tailored to to them. But (laughs) Deku, I don't know how many outfits this boy has been through. Like <laughs> maybe three. I, th- I think at this point he's been through at least three because he his first one got torn to shreds. Um, all of them been torn to shreds. I mean, it's anime. People go through clothes. <laughs> Can we <laughs> ask? Has he ever? I think he's worn his hood once, maybe. Yeah, I think he only wore it when he was in the out al- in Alpha when he had the first and, the first one. In this season, also, oh, and yeah. when he was on <laughs> patrol. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah. no, but he didn't even, he wasn't even wearing it on patrol. Um, oh, that's right. Muriel puts it on his head. And, like, put it on him. Because right. he was just like, that's I'm right. a friendly guy. Nobody's yeah. going to hurt me. Really, Deku? De- really? De- I'll, I'll be like, Deku, baby, sweetie, please. You have to hide your identity <laughs> a lot better. Spider-Man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's just so used to it. I don't know if part of that is because of, like, All Might, like, but I, All Might still has a secret identity, but you know, like, All Might never, like, wore a mask or, yeah. like, a disguise. So I don't know if part of that is because, like, he sees it that way. But then it's, like, in the world of pro heroes, 
how many people have secret identities. Yeah. But Deku, you're a child and you have a mother at home. You don't need to, like, put your name out there and yeah. have people coming to kill you. I think a lot of it, at the end of the day, has to do with that focus on that smile. Like, the idea that yeah. one of the things that's really integral to... Inter- integral to Deku and that he pulls from All Might is Mm -hmm. it's kind of like this idea of like smiling through pain which Mm -hmm. I believe comes it's either the second or third season where like that's really the focus of how like Deku I think it's the third season because it has it also goes in with Bakugo where he continually focuses on keeping the smile on keeping the smile on everything is breaking down around him but he's keeping it on and for me, I would say, like, the third season when I, was when I started coming into that because, like, the idea of, like, smiling through the pain, smiling through the trauma, essentially, that this kid is going through because he wants to remain the symbol for everybody else is something that's yeah. really, really powerful and it's, it's really, really important to who he is as a character. Um, that that optimism and that, that refusal to give up in a positive way which is really interesting to me because I'm not a positive person. <laughs> it is inspiring, though. I, I, feel, I get what you mean. Like, it's like when I wake myself, when I think about getting up at 5 a.m. to go to work and then also work out and, like, do with a smile on, that who out there cleaning an entire beach, <laughs> like, dragging trash and doing it with a smile on. But, I mean, like, I think about that a lot. Like, I just think about a character. I'm like, it's not that bad. You just got to get up and keep moving. And, like, maybe throw a smile on to make it better. Which isn't always the case. But it's just that positive. The boy smiles when he's crying. Yeah. And he I cries think, a lot. He cries a, cry lot. a lot. That's but you know part. what? That is his I real appreciate <laughs> Waterfalls from his tears. Waterfall from his tears. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's something I appreciate because I even said it on um, Twitter where like a lot of people for a long time just kept on calling Deku a punk. Mm-hmm. Um, when he like they like people, I mean like, and I'm not trying, I'm not shaming anybody's, you know, Bakugo's fans, <clears throat> but <laughs> I mean, which I love Bakugo too. Oh, I'm sorry, but I acknowledge you. the whole like. Thank you. I acknowledge the whole that a lot of people just like didn't get Deku. They just like, what do y'all mean? This crybaby, crybaby's a cheater. He didn't have to work hard like this or that, or like they're just like he's just a crybaby. But it's like at the same time, look at his whole story. Look at his like he here is a kid who looked up to his hero. Like always wanted to be a hero. Everybody around him has powers, and then he finds out he doesn't have a quirk, but he still looks up to heroes. Deku could have turned into a villain. If you really think about it, like there is, I think there's a point in his life where he could have easily turned into a villain and hated heroes and been jealous of them, but he still loves them and still wants to be one one day. Could so have done they, that on the first episode. Yeah. All my, yeah. all my, even then for a brief second says, uh, without a quirk, you can't be a hero. Right. Yeah. And oh my gosh, that has to crush this poor boy. And that's, mm-hmm. that's like the Incredibles with uh, Syndrome yeah. that he just completely turns. Yeah. Yep. That's a good point because like how easily could it have been for Deku to just be evil or like to hate heroes. So then there's that. But then it's also like, I appreciate that Deku is the main character of the series and he cries because yeah. like boys can cry. He can be emotional. He can be happy. He can be sad. Like, and he's dealing with a lot of stuff. Like he, like People be calling him a punk, but I'm like, no one's dealing with the same crap that Deku's dealing with. Like, is, but yeah, 
he that, that is something important to remember like that beginning episode he that could have been his moment when he could have become a villain and he didn't yeah i think that like that that first i'm really happy you brought up that that point emory because i think we can start moving to like some of our favorite like parts mm, yeah our favorite moments with deku and i think that very first one where even in the face of your literal icon your your everything that you want to be in life tells you that you cannot be them and deku just smiles and is like i'm still gonna try like i want to try more yeah like that is just Mm -hmm. unfathomable like a lot of the times like when people get told no that that's it and and it hurts and then you try the next thing but instead deku just says no like he tells the idea that he can't be no right um and i think that 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 when he comes into his own is or when he comes to all might in, in that point and and when he finally gets the power i think it's like three episodes in or two episodes in mm-hmm. it's it's amazing and i i mean i'm sure somebody will at me and tell me where we've seen a shonen like this before feel free to do that but it is a very different idea than other shonen in in my opinion um so what are some of y'all's favorite favorite moments with 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 our with our little baby boy Oof. okay um one that sticks at the top of my head is like when they're at the training camp uh and he i can't remember the hero's name but it's the dude who basically turns his entire body into like a mass of muscles and it's Deku's moment of like his first time defending somebody like from an actual villain and it's the little boy with the T-Rex not T-Rex but the Triceratops yes him so it's like it's that moment where like Deku like and he like really embodies the whole like smile like to let them know that your um citizen know that they're okay and like he's like i am here like he has that whole moment and like even though he's scared even though he's terrified even though and he knows that this villain has killed heroes like pro heroes before deku like that's his moment where he just like stands up to him and he's not scared even though again he breaks his arms he breaks both of his arms but mm-hmm. it's still this very powerful moment because he is able to like subdue him and beat him and then runs away and saves him say like saves the kid in him and it's just like his moment of like he's thinking yes he was like a little reckless with it and then because he didn't have like the ability and or know how to use full cow yet but i just love that whole moment with him like he's scared and he understands like being a hero doesn't mean that you aren't scared yeah. it means that you're scared and you still act and I think that's something that's very powerful in that moment for him is like to to learn that lesson. And then I also love the part, the scene where he's just like in that same episode where he had his arms are broken and he's running around with his legs. And then as I would tell him to go, go back to God, he's like, no, I got to go save everybody else. <laughs> his arms are dangling. <laughs> All of Aizawa's infinite wisdom. He should have been like, wait, why am I letting you go back into the woods? You're running on a turtle and both your arms are broken. You almost died. You should have died. Um, and yet, it's fine. Go ahead. It's fine. And how they animated his arms just broken and wave wiggling around. I'm just like, I'm dead. But not on purpose. <laughs> not on purpose at all. It's just, they were dislocated and broken. Also, Sorry, I just have to add this. The boy breaks his bones on the regular. 
and and he, he doesn't cry about broken bones. That he is like the one thing that our baby does not cry about. His actual body breaking, he does not cry about. Not not a tear. Not a tear drops when he breaks a bone, but he will shed a tear when he's sad for Bakugo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. What about you, Marie? Um, well, I th- and, and I want to touch the small thing on the shonen bit. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think so many of these shonen protagonists, you know, Naruto or Gon, um, or Gone, they they always ha- they had these skills going in. I mean, yes, they were kind of faulty and they kind of did it the wrong way. Uh, Deku didn't have those skills. He had his wit, um, yeah. and he'd had his notes. So yeah, he he did some cool things, but he was just really good at thinking on the fly. And I think that's my favorite thing about Deku. And it gets into my favorite scene, uh, which was actually during the sports competition during the obstacle course. And he's like, I can't use my cork. I can't use um, mm. all for or one for all. I always get this mixed up. It's like, um, I can't use it yet because what if my arms are busted for the next competition? So I have to use my wits. And he breaks, or a, an, a robot comes to, to hit him. He defends himself. He runs. He's, like, climbing on a tight wire with this, like, huge metal hunk uh, on his back. And then he, what I think was really clever writing was they were digging up landmines. There was a section of landmines, and everybody's charging through. He's, he's not in dead last, but he's kind of middle of the pack. And he gets there and he's like, oh, my gosh, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to win or not. So I got to do something uh, kind of reckless. And uh, but it's logical. And so he's like, there's going to be more mines be in front because everybody was careful when they first got in here. Uh, the people up in front are at a disadvantage. He's thinking, thinking, thinking. And then he takes the metal hunk, jumps on this huge pile of landmines and it sends him soaring over mm-hmm. everybody and then as part of uh all might's character you know he's and he's kind of a fanboy of deku he just goes <laughs> yes um you know just mm-hmm. so excited but again it's it is one of those things where um you know all might at, at one point he says you know what you give such conviction you can be a hero you know what even though you don't have a quirk you have shown more hero um esque um resilience than most people i know and this is where he didn't use his quirk at all and still was able to do something really cool and that that sold me on the series i was like i'm good i'm gonna watch this i don't care (laughs) it's so great um i think one of my favorite moments and i i i honestly think during the um during the sports challenge of the competition that they have i think i have there are so i think that arc of the is it the second season that they have that second season second mm-hmm. season, yeah mm-hmm. that's probably one of the strongest arcs of the show because you get to see the kids at their most vulnerable but you also get to see what they think about each other and for deku right his fight with todoroki is probably one of my favorite fights in all of my hero because instead of taking advantage of the fact that Todoroki only uses the cold side of him because of all of like the actual abuse and trauma his father put him through Mm -hmm. Deku doesn't exploit that 
he knows that he knows that that's why he can win and make through it but instead he he decides to put winning second and put helping Todoroki first and Deku essentially works to have uh like what what's the quote the, the quote is it's your power isn't it your, your quirk not right. his yeah it's your quirk yeah. not his and it's it's so small <laughs> but it's a moment where he literally shakes another character out of his trauma and helps him reclaim his identity and mm-hmm. separate it from the man who abused him from the man who abused his mother and from that moment Todoroki changes mm-hmm. in a really big way and I think I actually think Todoroki and Bakugo are really similar um in different ways but Todoroki is able to become a better character and I think at that point is also when people start falling in love with the character of Todoroki but you don't mm-hmm. get that moment if you don't have that like unrelenting kindness that comes from Deku and I think that I just really like that moment and I really like seeing him in that way because and this is <laughs> make me sound like an asshole but like I'm competitive and I will just like I just want to win, and so seeing—that's not an asshole thing to say. Continue. Like I would never take my time to help the person behind me if I'm gonna win. Like I know that it's a very Same. bad like, like I have had to work really hard my entire. I feel like Bakugo most of the time, which I'm I'm not gonna. I don't bully anybody, but I have this feeling where like I have to win at all costs because if I don't win and I don't live up to something then I am literally failing everybody and I don't deserve any of it. And I feel a lot of that, when, which is why I like Bakugo so much. But when I see Deku have that like radical empathy where he is mm-hmm. just, he sees the forest beyond the trees. Like he looks at like what is the best thing. And for him, mm-hmm. the best thing is friendship and family and how he can, how he can be a hero in everything. Even if it's just in saving a friend. Like, it's not saving a kid. It's not, you know, it's it's not him saving Aerie. It's it's him just saving a friend from his own demons. And I think that that is extremely powerful and extremely important to who Deku is as a person. Because mm-hmm. Deku will sacrifice his own personal gain to save somebody. And that's, like, what a hero is. I agree. And I think that's a very big core characteristic of Deku is that he wants to help like even if it's like like he's like in the first episode he jumps right into danger when he sees Bakugo is in danger and he doesn't think like he's scared and everything but he his first thought is to help his friend and like you see it like repeated repeated times he's just like very helpful kid but I agree with you I like the word radical empathy (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that that is definitely to describe Deku he is like radical he is a radical empathist or however, uh, or empath. Um, because, like, I guess you made a good point. Because, like, I was thinking about the sports festival. Because I feel like Bakugo, there's like, has that whole tantrum with um, Todoroki because he wanted Todoroki to come at him full power, mm-hmm. like he did Deku. And th- granted, they're kind of like working towards the same thing, but it's like different motives. Yeah. So I, I, I see exactly where Deku is like, I want you to bring out 
your power because I don't want you to have to deal with this trauma anymore. So that's a really good point. But Bakugo is more like, I don't want to win because you didn't want to come at me with everything. Yeah. He um, didn't. He didn't come at him with everything. He didn't yeah. at all. So, yeah. yeah. I think another area um, is the kind of vicarious elements of all of his classmates so like if you look at the end of season two Mineta is like what would Deku do in this situation yeah. Um, yeah. and then like in season three during the practical exam uh, you see Yao Yorozu he's like don't focus on passing what would Deku do um, mm. and even Aizawa in that same arc sits there and says everything that granted Bakugo is part of this but everything that Bakugo and Deku do uh, or does um, they, all the class, even if they're not, even the, if Bakugo or Deku are not present, they feed off of that energy and strive to do more. And, you know, Aizawa in this very small moment of his stoic nature, is just like, I'm so proud of them. I love this class. Uh, mm -hmm. and that's why I haven't kicked any of them out. <laughs> <laughs> he threatens all the Oh yeah, everyone should have been kicked out when they did that operation, which, speaking of which, is one of oh, my man. favorite Deku moments. Yeah. Um, just, the, they knew full well they could have been expelled. And, like, they still went through it anyways, which, I mean, it's on brand for Shonen. Go, and, go risk your lives or something to save your friend and rescue them from the villain or something. That just, like, I feel like that's very on brand. Um. But it's that Deku realized the, the moment that it's specifically this is when like that that moment when Deku realizes that who needs to call out to Bakugo in order for him to listen and actually like so they can rescue him and he realizes it's Kirishima and not him and I'm like and it's not like he's upset about it or anything he just realizes like if I try to save Bakugo. He's going to like have a, like I, this is me paraphrasing, but he just shut knows the hell that. up, Deku. Yes, <laughs> it's that. Bakugo's gonna be like, "Oh, fuck you, nerd. Why are you here?" <laughs> Maybe verbatim. Really? Yes. That's it. Oh, damn, the nerd came and saved me. Where it's like Kirishima is the he realizes like Bakugo has this respect for Kirishima, and it's like just them their bond. He like he recognizes that. And I think that was kind of like brilliant. It's just like to be able to like, I got to save because this whole thing is like, I got to save Kachan. But then he realizes like, I can't save Kachan by myself. I need Kirishima to do it. <laughs> I think I think it's just a moment where, he, where he's just, he's really smart and he uses his head. Like, he, and this goes to it. Deku, Deku's emotional IQ is just like something you don't see, or at least I'll say I have not seen that often in Shonen main characters. Like, I don't think we get that opportunity to see that all the time. And I'm not saying it's never been done. I'm just thinking, I can't really think of any where they're on the same level as he is. As in, like, he's just, like, very perceptive to other people's feelings. Yeah. And, I mean, it's anime. Usually you gotta beat the boy over the head with the mallet um, <laughs> to get to get some attention. So, I just think that really good that, that that i think it's a core thing in the show though yeah um, does that in the the forest attack arc as well um mm -hmm. when he has was it shoji 
bait his arms when uh, yeah. Tokoyami goes out of control. And yeah. Shoji's very matter of fact where he's like, we can only save one person. We can either save Tokoyami or Bakuko. You have to choose. And Deku's like, both. Uh, <laughs> right. so I'm going to come up with this super messy but elaborate plan uh, yep. to bring you know, mega titan uh, Tokoyami uh, to, to the battlefield and take down, oh gosh, I forgot the, it was the one with the razor teeth, uh, oh. Moonfish, Moonfish, I think his yeah. name was. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, that was creepy. But, great, yeah. great scene. And mm-hmm. good emotional thinking. I think True. one of the other moments where Deku really shines in using his, uh, his strategy is, again, during the sports festival, against Shinzo. Oh yeah, which oh. that fight is amazing for like a whole bunch of things because like I mm-hmm. think at the end of the day, like when we think about quirks, a lot of the time we think about like the really cool quirks, and we don't think about the ones that like automatically get get you stereotyped as a villain, which is right. the quirk that Shinzo has. And if you're not familiar with Shinzo, um, he can essentially brainwash people once he hears them talk. Right, that's the requirement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and. Or they have to talk to him. Yeah, Sorry. They have to talk to him. Vocally say something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when, like, he essentially, like, baits Deku, and Deku ends up talking, and he ends up getting controlled, but the cool, he ends up snapping out of it. Um, I think it's a way, like, he breaks his own finger, right? And then it ends up snapping yeah. him out. And. The cool thing about this is it's really small, but it's, like, the opposite of what you see Deku do most of the times because, like, Shinzo is really playing on Deku's emotions and Deku's, like, ability to care for others. Mm-hmm. And in that fight, like, Deku has to turn that off. He he can't right. be empathetic. He has to silence that and keep going. And if he doesn't, Shinzo's gonna Shinzo's going to win. Um, he like insults Ojiro's honor. Yep. And Deku's yeah. like, "Oh, you jerk! I'm not. Oh, darn." I'm <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, but and, it's a good lesson for him. Yeah, it's it's really good. It's one of those moments where he's like, "Oh crap, my big old heart." <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, that's a really good point. Um, or actually, I like that one a lot. Um, oh. <laughs> My favorite one, uh, I feel like I have tons of favorite ones, of course. As I said, I claim to be Deku's auntie because I'm nobody's mama. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> when Manescu finally just had enough of Bakugo's shit and they have that fight at the end of season three. Yeah. It's, oh, not, yeah. And it's not this whole, like, I put up with your shit and I'm tired of it. Like, you're, like, this is for revenge. This is for, like, this is Deku finally, like, just realizing, like, I'm just as good as you, if not better. And he, like, granted, we know who won the fight. I won't, like, we, we ain't gonna, yes, Baku go one. But you know, <laughs> you know what? I'm just saying, I think my boy was pulling punch, but it's fine. It's fine, because he could have killed him. He could have killed him. I know he would have killed himself in the process, too. <laughs> true. He ain't got the rewind there. I know, that's true. But it's just like... Story of Bakugo fight right now. <laughs> Yeah, true. Uh, yeah, but it's like that—that that whole scene, like on an emotional level, 
like a fight, like everything, like it's just like fine. Like I have been waiting for you to stand up to him, and it's like he sees Bakugo as a friend. He like it is a very one sided friendship, like, and there's like all the stuff he's been through, and I think that was the moment where like also like their rivalry became solidified. Because, like, Bakugo's been saying, like, he, like I think he kind of, like, declared a rivalry between Kachan and everything earlier in the, se- in the series, or to something of that extent. I don't know if it was ever claimed, but I think this is, like, what really solidifies their rivalry. But then I think it's the steps towards them. Bakugo's never going to ever say he that they're friends. But th- this is what, like, I think mends their friendship. They needed to hash this shit out. Yeah, it's immense. And I think that, like, this is, I mean, I wrote an entire damn article about this episode. Or this, mm-hmm. this two-parter. Um, and this is a really beautiful episode because it's not necessarily, like, Deku trying to get back at Kachan. It's him, it's him talking to Bakugo the only way that Bakugo understands. Right. And that's by fighting. Right. And in that entire time, you learn, like, I mean, we're, we're gonna have a separate Bakugo episode because I gotta talk about my baby. We do. But we will. you learn that Bakugo has, like, this extreme inner self-hatred and it's not necessarily that he's rivaling Deku it's that like Deku started out as everything that Bakugo refused to be like he Bakugo refused to be powerless um to whatever Mm -hmm. extent his mom played in this um and when Deku got his power for Bakugo it was Bakugo trained every day Bakugo harnessed his power every day yeah, and then all of a sudden, this kid comes in and he has the strongest quirk. Like I'd be a little mad too. Oh no! I mean, on the yeah. opposite side, you mm-hmm. had Deku, who we never really see because he never really has a response to Bakugo other than just ignoring him and loving him. And then mm-hmm. you get to see that Deku sees like while Bakugo can't look at himself as the as the victor, while Bakugo struggles struggles to see himself as i mean he wants to be a hero he his goal is to be the number one hero but he has a hard time imagining himself as ever being there um Mm -hmm. i think deku says it's along the lines of like when he like bakugo is victory like that's what it means like the ability to be that sure of yourself and that 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 confident and you see that deku as much as it's a friendship, it's also that, like, Deku looks up to him. Like, Deku, sweet little baby Deku, looks up to the kid who, like, made his childhood horrible. Yep. And it it's a moment where I think it, it it's great growth in Deku's character because you understand... And you saw this during the sports festival as well, but like Deku understands how to talk to people, not in a way that gets him what he wants, but in a way that actually like listens. Like he's actually meeting people where they are. And I think that that's something that like most adults don't know how to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I agree. That's a really great, a really great, a great part. And I think it's really important to who Baku, or to, sorry, who both of them are, but, yeah. but to who Deku is. And I think, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I didn't want to like cut you off, but like I wanted because it's like it it, when you said that like who they are, I just feel like it does like this whole tone shift in their relationship. Yeah, 
Like it just like it feel like when when that season ends and when that and when they have this fight, it just like you feel like okay, shit's getting real and it's gonna be different. And it just like feels like there's like something. I mean, granted, I think part of it is because then. Sorry, this is when Bakugo learns about Deku's secret, right? Mm, yes. Okay, cool. Want to make sure I didn't spoil hey, something. He kind of hinted at it at one yeah. point, but it didn't really register. I think that, yeah, and I think Bakugo is probably the, one of the smartest people in the classroom, so it's, and it's not really that hard to figure out that he has All Might's quirk after, like, yeah, because it's after All Might has lost his, like, powers, and he basically, t- like, it comes out that he has his powers. Okay. But I think that's, um, like he, I think that's a part of it too. Is that he gets brought into the fold of like knowing the secret, also. Yeah. And that's the scene where Bakugo breaks down. Yeah. Um, and I, I want to, I do want to let you save that for the the uh, other episode. Um, but it is one of those of you know, it, it, Deku can bring that out in people of just again, like y'all mentioned, facing their inner demons, and Bakugo just absolutely. Um, breaks down in front of uh, All Might and Deku. Yeah, my heart. Great scene. Yeah. Very. Um, and I think this all culminates in the reason we're having this podcast today. Uh, Infinite 100%. Which yes. Which was the was it episode... Super Saiyan Goku. <laughs> <laughs> Deku. Uh, episode 76, right? Episode 76 of season 4. Mm-hmm. Um, it's currently on Funimation, currently on Hulu. It's the most recent episode, and um, it is the episode where Deku, oh, he hits like final form almost. Yeah, it feels like, man, you know how we, how hype we were as kids when Goku went Super Saiyan for the first time. <laughs> this is that. This is that for this generation of anime weeps. Like and yeah. us old heads, I, we are now officially old, old, old anime weeps. Um, uh, but it's just like you're right. It's like his final form, his transformation, whatever we want to call it. It's just like seeing Deku being able to go 100 percent and be confident while he's at 100 percent and being. Uh, granted, he's not in perfect control of it. It's just like it is like so good. I can't think of other words to describe it. Yeah. <laughs> what about for you, Emery? Oh, it's it's one of those things, and I think I vocalized it on Twitter. And if people don't like this, they can always come find me on Twitter and uh, tear me to shreds. But <laughs> I I haven't been the biggest fan of season four, and yeah. you know, there's so much of Deku when I've been watching him go through the maze of the the. Um, the Yakuza um, base. It's always, we get to see, it's like been 15 episodes and we just get to see him kick like in six frames. It's like, here's a smash. There's a smash. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'm like, okay, great. Um, This is his shonen. This is how Deku becomes the greatest hero in the world. And the one thing that I loved about this last episode was he goes back to one of the things I mentioned before was analyze on the fly. Mm-hmm. So, so in a matter of minutes, Deku's discovers why his bones weren't breaking, even though he was at a hundred percent, the extent of Ares powers, 
what Ares' powers meant to his ability. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Shisaki's, uh bonehead move of telling Deku exactly what Ares' quirk yeah. does and how she cannot Sorry. handle it. Uh, and then, and then he goes into because it uh, Aries Cork, that's this little girl with a horn, and Aries Cork reverses things. And so, Deku, in a moment of brilliance, because uh, Chisaki was like, Oh, she can't control it, she'll reverse everything. Deku's like, If I just continuously break my bones <laughs> at 100%, which yep. is like barbaric sounding, uh, yep. she can't keep up with the rewind function, yeah, yeah. And that's our boy. I was like, that's that's the Deku I know and love. Yeah. Yep. It was I, I think I love that episode so much. It, it was mm-hmm. it was peak Deku. You're one hundred percent right. Like it was every every piece, every episode, every strategy, every idea, every understanding of his own body and mm-hmm. of other people culminates in that episode. Right. Um, which is phenomenal because the episode before it, Miryu's fucking, oh, yeah, Miryu's episode. Oh, like Lemillion, just like that episode had me freaking crying. And then this one comes up and like ups it. And I'm just like, oh, crap. And, and it was one of those things, too, is what I liked is this entire time. Not in, oh, yeah, like the entire part of the season. It's one of the reasons why I didn't like it is one, my baby isn't in it, but to like you just have Deku back in self-doubt for right so much of this season because you have Night Eye um saying that Lemillion should have been the the person who got one for all and then you have Deku like questioning himself um the entire time and it was one of the things I really loved about this episode is once Aerie became involved that fell away and it was just about doing everything to save her. And it was doing everything to save the child. Mm-hmm. And he didn't care about being about being fitting for All Might. He just cared about saving her. And I think that that is something that, like, is extremely important. And it's not that, like, Lemillion didn't do this. Lemillion did it as well. But, like, the fact that Deku is able to separate this immense pressure and just be... Is is insanely like powerful and like inspiring and right. I I like it, it. It also just highlights why I like Deku so much when I don't like so many other. Not that I don't like, but like the rivals in Shonen are always way more interesting to me. Like I liked Renji more than I liked Ichigo. I liked Sasuke as emo as he was more than I liked Naruto. Vegeta. Um, I like Vegeta, obviously, yeah. more than I like Goku. Same. <laughs> now, I like Bakugo more, but I like Deku a whole lot because Deku is smart and he's thoughtful and he's caring. And he's not, he will never do something to show off. He does it when he mm-hmm. needs to do it. Um. It's like, holy crap, like, that kid broke his, like, continuously broke his entire body yep. in the hopes that he wouldn't exceed Ares' rewind power. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, just like... Every girl junior. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, like, that, when he makes that connection, so, like, I have, I, I've told Kate this, and why I'm so excited we finally got to have this episode is because... I have been waiting for over, I think about a year 
to talk about this because in the manga, it like it it is just like the whole time I'm reading it, I'm just like turning each page. I'm freaking out like what is going to happen, and it's so it was so dope seeing it like animated finally, and it's just like Deku. Like I agree with you 100 about Deku finally not being worried about being the next All Might, and I think that's something that's important because after All Might had just had his last fight, he feels that pressure to be the next All Might and like to 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 be the next symbol of peace. But I think it's just so refreshing for this like in this fight, you get to see Deku just like take off that like pressure off of himself and just focus on the task at hand. And like even him saying uh what is what is it? Oh shoot. If I can't save the person in front of me, how can I be a hero to everyone else? Like I'm I know I'm paraphrasing, but it's like it's just so powerful. I think like and it, it, like it's kind of like you remember when we watched um the two heroes the movie. It's just like seeing Deku operate like fight alongside All Might in that movie. It's like a taste of, like this was even better than that because Deku was just he had all the confidence and he wasn't trying to be like what would All Might do? What would this person do? He was thinking on his own. He knew his abilities and like to your point everything we've talked about for this episode so far is everything that's made Deku what he is today. Like how he's observant, how he analyzes things, he thinks on his feet, he is resourceful and like all the things. And it's just like how the show shows growth in the characters. And this is just like looking at this episode, all I can say is growth when it comes to Deku and just like on, on so many levels. And I, I just love it for all these reasons and it's just like like you said the re- him just focusing on the task at hand not worried like you said he does he's not a show off hero he doesn't care about getting the fame he doesn't care about like getting like the limelight or being the one who saves the day and he's worried about he's worried about saving the person he doesn't he doesn't need to be yeah. the like the num- I don't think the only reason he wants to be the number one hero is because he wa- he wants to take up all might's he feels the responsibility to take up all might's mantle in his yeah. position as the number one hero. He, but he, he is not doing it out of pride or yeah. any selfish reasons. I and think, oh, no, no, I'm like, and that, and like, that's it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think like overall, like that's one of the interesting things with Deku who's shown immense growth from day one to here is like mm. at day one, he just wanted to be all might. That's all yep. he wanted to do. And that was why kind of like, because I also didn't like the season in the beginning, Emery. Like, I I was frustrated with it. I, watched, I think I watched two episodes, and I just fell off and binged it once it got further. But, like, he kind of felt like he was back in that situation where, like, mm-hmm. in season three, he had kind of reached the point where he could be himself. And he was, he was sure of him – not sure of himself, but he had his own style. He was coming into his own – and then at the start of season four, we're back into, oh, he just wants to be All Might territory. Yeah. Um, but in this episode... Which is con. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, no, no. You can go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say. so polite. <laughs> it's, but that's, you know, to, to go into your point, um, it, that's where that stain arc comes yeah. in. Mm. Because he does come into his own there. And it's one of the reasons that stain spared him. Uh Ida yep. was coming in in vengeance mode, and mm-hmm. Stain was like, "Nope, 
you are not worth it. Um, you, you are a bad hero. And this other mm -hmm. person, um, I think his name was Native, uh, you are in it for the fame. You are a bad hero. And then Deku comes in and it's like, I just want to save my buddy. Yeah. Um, and he's smart about the fight with Stain. And Stain's like, you're worthy. Even though I can clearly murder you right here and now, I'm going to spare you. Mm-hmm. But anyway, go 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 to the next episode. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. That that's the last that's, episode. Yeah, no, no, that's perfect. Like that's a perfect no. example of the stain because the stain arc is also super important, which I, we didn't touch on. Yeah. So I'm happy you brought that up. Um, but like in this up, like the reason I like this episode is I feel like we got back to his growth. We got mm -hmm. back to Deku just being Deku and letting it all go, and seeing him really define himself and really understanding too, like. Uh, at the hen, H E N H on Twitter. No, 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 sorry, wrong person. Uh, at the underscore C S J R. Uh, Charles. Hey, what's up? If you're listening, uh, he says when we asked who was, uh, what was their favorite thing about Daku, he said not your typical dumb pop shonen lead. And mm. for me, oh, I saw that. Yeah. What I liked about that was when we look at somebody like Goku. Goku will literally call in people who will destroy the earth because he wants to get more powerful. Yep. Like, he's getting powerful for the sake of being powerful. And mm -hmm. he, he's the prototype. But then you look at Deku, and he had, as much as he's wanted to get better and train more, every moment in his arc, every, in his overarching, like, growth, Every moment that he has become more powerful and surpassed himself has been out of necessity. Every yep. time that he's learned new things and learned how to survive and use that resilience to get stronger was because he was doing it to save somebody else. Mm -hmm. And it was never just to be powerful for the sake of being powerful. And I think that that is really yeah. important and what separates him from a lot of shonen um main characters mm -hmm. a lot of the times just i mean i no no disrespect on dragon ball z i love dragon ball z or dragon ball super but like when you look at dragon ball z like somebody like krillin has 10 times more heart than goku even oh, though he yeah. dies all the time yeah but it's the That's fact that krillin won't let that stop him it's the fact that krillin will always stand up even if he knows he's gonna fail and that mm -hmm. is something that you see in deku more than you ever see in goku I think, yeah, that's an excellent point. Because you're right, when we think about the shonen protagonist and what their goals are for strength, it's like, I would put Naruto in a similar bucket as Deku, even though Naruto's whole thing is like, he wanted to prove himself to the village and he wanted to become Hokage. Um, but I think it's, like, his is deeper than that. But, like, when we think about, like, if, if Goku is, like, what we're basing off of, like, what what word did you use to describe him? The prototype? Yeah. Okay, yeah, the prototype. I 100% agree with that because I think that's what makes this anime so refreshing is that Deku isn't that kind of character. He's not acting out of selfish reasons or motives and he's just genuinely a good person. And like we said earlier, Deku had a point in his life where he could have easily became a villain. And he didn't. And 
when he's given these powers, he treats it as like this immense responsibility. Like he doesn't goof around. He takes it very seriously, like as you should. But it's just like one of those things where it's not about get, obtaining this immense amount of power and then knowing he's the strongest. It's about what he does with the power and what he and the responsibility he has to do with it now. Yeah. I full on agree. I mean, I, I think of Gon a lot, especially with Shonen oh, kind yeah. of characters. And I like Gon a lot, actually. Um, but he's he's a precocious child. He's very carefree. He just wants to hang out with his buddy Kilawa. Um, Kill people is fine. I mean, yeah, it's cool, you know. <laughs> but there are some decisions, particularly kind of late in that anime, mm -hmm. where his carefree attitude and I don't want to say his carelessness towards a lot of things, but it's uh, because he's a little carefree, he ends up getting people into a bit of trouble. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I can't, I honestly sat there today, I was going over my notes and I said, I honestly can't think of a scene where Deku puts people into trouble um, because of a really stupid mistake. Um, or a careless mistake. I don't know. I and it, please feel free to correct me on that. But I can't, I just couldn't think of anything. Yeah. No, I mean I'm drawing blanks. So I couldn't think of any. I think the only time he gets reckless is with his own body, but never with somebody else. Mm-hmm. Never with anybody else. No, yeah. because even when they go and rescue Bakugo, they all know the um, the risk. Yeah. Like, it's and not, it, he doesn't make that plan lightly. They don't just like spring into action runway. They make an actual plan. Yeah. It's the only thing I could think of is the practical exam when he's just so fearful of All Might. He yeah. doesn't even mm -hmm. consider what Bakugo, um, which Bakugo has the completely, he's like, we've got to take him down. And, you know, Deku worships All Might. And he's like, there's no way we can do that. And right. the answer was a little bit of both. Yeah, you got you got to meet in the middle, and that's a stretch, though. It really is of putting somebody else in danger uh, because of a. It, it was kind of a prideful decision, not for him, but for All Might. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say that's a stretch too, because he's just overall like he knows All Might's not going to kill him. Like Bakumo oh. get, may get injured, but he's going to go to Recovery Girl and be okay at the end. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Even though Recovery Girl late season's like, I'm out. Yeah. You gotta figure it out. I'm out. <laughs> figure she your does. powers out. I thought it was right. I'm done. She probably, look, she cashed in her pension. And I'm like, I'm sick of y'all. I'm tired of killing this boy and his broken bones. If you keep bringing here. Too old for this shit. Uh, yep. <laughs> she is. <laughs> oh. But uh, as we, like, move to looking at what some of y'all had to say on Twitter, mm -hmm. you know, thanks for responding to us. Um, from at Beretta West, honestly, his analytical mind. I love the different strategies he comes up with in hero training scenarios, especially during seasons one and two. Also, who could forget Operation Bakugo? That was a good-ass episode. It was. So good. Like, getting Bakugo to swing with the other arm, like, that's the smallest strategic thing. The smallest thing, and yet, he thought about it. I always yeah. thought it was funny how Mina, like, 
<laughs> just went total fangirl. Yeah. Uh, she was like, did you see that dog? She was like, whoosh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know why that part stuck out to me. I mean, I have some moments that stick out to me that are just like real tiny. And most of them are just Toga like being Toga. I don't know why I love Toga, but I do. She's crazy, and I love it. A great following. She really does. <laughs> um, from at D Halliday, Izuku Midoriya is the first shonen manga protagonist that doesn't annoy me. He's humble. He's kind and empathetic. He's He isn't a horny idiot or a lazy slack goofball. He's just earnestly a kid that wants to be a hero and uses his cleverness and hard work to be that hero. Mm. Oh, there's more. Um, I love shonen manga, but most shonen protagonists annoy me, which is why I and apparently many others tend to gravitate towards the secondary characters. The Shikimarus, the Zoros, the Vegetas, and the Piccolos. I hate the things I hate the things we're meant to accept about these protagonists, that it's okay for them to be lustful or slacker idiots, as long as they just believe or are strong. Izuku is like Rock Lee in that he is someone with a fatal flaw in a world of the powerful. He comes from nothing, and he works hard using what little he has. This is also why I sort of like Asta in Black Clover as well, though he is very much a standard shonen protagonist. Wow. Who was that again? Who uh, wrote, who wrote Halliday. Wow. Good job. I mean, hey, that's, that's that was really, really well thought. Yeah? I like that. Yeah. That's awesome. Also, I, I like that he handles the sudden acquisition of power in the best possible way Deku does yeah. to his point. You know, he does, he's, you know, you see so many, I, I can't, I'm not thinking of an example at the top of my head, but getting this power and then just becoming completely power hungry. Now he can't physically to some extent, but he doesn't, he doesn't get cocky at all about it Mm-mm. at any point in time. No, yeah. he never, he never boasts. He never like feels like he's better than anyone now that he has these powers. And I think that's just something that, like, again, it's endearing. And to that to that person's tweet, like, I think that's something that, like, it's nice and refreshing for the people like us who are like, I like, I like the Zoros, I like the Vegetas, I like the <laughs> Ringis, because, like, we have, you know, the Protags, like, who are just lazy and all-powerful. And all they have to do is believe in themselves and the power of friendship in order to achieve their dreams. Yeah. So, and then, and then they are still cocky like i'm sorry i'm just gonna go on a quick rant right now that is my main reason why i don't like goku and it's not that he shows he's cocky it's just that vegeta works his ass off just as hard if not harder and they always just made him weaker or like he would like and and specifically my my issue is with the movies i can edit this part out just (laughs) I had no, to get it. But I think that's a good point, though, because <laughs> yeah. I think that the importance of Deku and Bakugo as Shonen rivals is they exemplify that same thing. Like, Bakugo works his ass off every day to yes. be the best hero, the same way Vegeta does. But at the end of the day, Deku also does that. And so it right. doesn't feel... It doesn't feel one-sided. Like, you start to understand both sides, and it's a proper shonen rival. I mean, not that Vegeta and Goku isn't. They kind of created the shonen rival. But, like, this is a shonen rivalry that I really, really can get behind. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it's a really good comparison, actually. Yeah. And I think a big thing, and I'm just going to last part about Dragon Quest. Which I, I try, I try. I swear. I think we hate that show. No, I love it, and that's the thing. I love it. 
I just wish it was a bottle of tequila instead. <laughs> but anyway, my point is like I would say like super and specifically Dragon Ball Super Brawly, I think is like an example of how they correct that with Vegeta and Goku. Like they finally showing them on par with one another. And like in the end in the series, uh Dragon Ball Super, they start to show like it's not that I mean, obviously, yes, because Goku has um, Super Saiyan instinct now. But it's they, there's that scene where Vegeta decides, like, okay, you got instinct, but I'm gonna ascend to my own thing. I, I don't have to aim for your for Super Saiyan instinct. I will aim for something higher. Like, yeah. like and I think that's something where, like, I appreciate that they finally did that because for the longest time, y'all would always make the movies, and Vegeta would get his ass kicked, and then Goku comes in and saves the day. So, I'm sorry. I just had a quick rant in my soul. <laughs> okay, next, um, next one. <laughs> from Ash Strange Flux, with two X's, his heart. The fact that he cares about people, even if Bakugo, with no freaking reason as to why he hates him, he still cares. <laughs> the kid will sacrifice his body to save someone. After seeing this week's episode, he convinced me that he really will become the world's greatest hero. Wow. Um, speaking as a nerd who thinks too much about superheroes, it's that he's a nerd who also thinks too much about superheroes to the extent that he becomes a major source of his strength. Just look at his dorm room! Yes! Right! <laughs> it's so embarrassing, but he still put it all up. And that's from at Mr. David Fisher. Um, mm. and then from at, uh, the BSNPI, uh, he motivates me to be a better version of myself. That's awesome. Um, let's see. What else? Okay. Um, from at Todoroki Soup 96 I'd have to say his resilience. Last year I was going through a rough patch and got into My Hero Academia. Some of these characters, including him, inspired me. And then we'll do one more from at Super underscore Spidey 1. His kind soul and determination and something I cherish in heroes and shows that you don't need a tragic backstory to make a character interesting. He simply wants to help others because it's the right thing to do. That's and awesome. We got a whole bunch more, but we're we're already at quite a bit of time. Um, so if you yeah. want to read the rest of those, you can head over to our Twitter at DYHT underscore pod and let us know what you think about Deku too. Because this is obviously a huge conversation. And I, I would say, I don't know what you guys think, but I, I I think you said it earlier, Nisha, in that, like, this is the next generation. This is the generation below us, like Dragon Ball Z. Like, yes. this is going to define them in the same way that a lot of those defined us. Um, yeah. I can't wait to, like, one day maybe I'll have a child and then I'll show them this episode and I'll, like, watch their face. Hopefully, if they like anime. I will oh, no. binge this with my dog and show her. And <laughs> the puppies that Leia will have. Um, yeah, that's adorable. But yeah, so what? what's everybody's last thoughts on, on Deku? Emery, uh, you go first. We've talked enough. <laughs> I was say, I felt like I've been talking too much. Um, the one thing, and, and I kind of want to address it with the comments, and I'll make it quick, though, is... I think Deku does a lot what I think shonens were meant to do and anime was meant to do was to to have this little bit and I'm getting into my academic hat here is with a little bit of social identity and feeling like we can connect with these characters and um 
You know, the first episode, I connected so much with Deku because um, I, I resonate with uh, the person on Twitter that I, I was going through a rough time. And, you know, watching this for the first time, I, I, I sat there and I was like, this kid is so resilient. And I have that almost identity projection onto Deku to where I'm like, you know what, if he can go through this, so can I. And I, I just love that as far as, again, uh, social identity of feeling like um, I can do anything. <laughs> like if he can break his legs and arms every single episode, practically in the season, I can get on the treadmill this morning. Yeah. I can be a little bit more resilient. So I love it. And I think it's what makes anime great. Aww. That's awesome. Um, I'll go real quick. I have kind of already okay. like exposed myself as a Bakugo stand. Uh, but that's how I see myself in Bakugo. It's weird. Like, when I first started watching My Hero, I, I didn't like Deku because I'm like, you're just complaining all the time. And you're like, I saw him as whiny. And I saw him as like somebody who had been given everything. And as I started to watch the show further and i got to get into his arc and i got to see how hard he was working as much as i i i I see myself in bakugo and as much as i identify with that character i look at deku and i very much kind of feel like um like the comment said like i would love to have the compassion and the ability to unrelentingly smile like Deku does like the ability to have the world beat you down repeatedly and not and not stop smiling and not quit believing in it because I think for Mm. me on the hardest of days that's my biggest problem and so when I watch this and I see Deku and one of the reasons that I've come to love him as a character is because of his ability to do just that and yeah that that's why i felt like i really needed to talk to talk about him because i like and i feel like we didn't talk enough about the the most recent episode but Mm. it was like seeing a baby grow up like a child grow up and finally embody everything that you've been wishing for them and now we just have to see what happens when he doesn't have Aerie next to him. Mm. What about you, Nisha? Um, so for me, I'm going to really try to keep this tight. Um, like I said, I think I always kind of saw a bit of myself in Deku. And like, quick fun fact about me, I tore my ACL twice. Um because I played basketball for 18 years of my life. And I, much like Deku, have a the whole, people told me I wasn't good enough, that I was too short, that I would never play college basketball, um, that I was not as good as my sisters, my both my older and my younger sister. But I was always determined to do it, just to prove, because I'm, I'm very much stubborn in the, and I'm of the mind. When someone tells me I can't, that just makes me work 10 times harder to achieve what I want. So it's like, I am a sucker for characters like Deku. Like, the characters who people, like, really doubt. They look at you and they think that you can't do something. And I think 
that's just like I still see and I see I still see a part of like it's not just like with the ACL stuff and the basketball stuff like and but in fact I did it I played college ball so like yay me um cost me two ACLs but it's it's okay I'm just like Deku I got right back out there um so but but I see myself in him and I think it's like something where it's like like Kate you said it it's it's the growth in the character and like to see everything like I the show does a great job of allowing these kids to grow up and we see that growth and I think it's something that just happens that we see it and it's happening very naturally for them but when you see it happen you realize oh my god he's not a baby or and it's also like it's part of that like oh my god he's not a baby anymore you see you're so proud of him but then it's also like I see myself in him a little bit of just like being that kid that people said you couldn't do something and him working twice as hard, three times as hard to get where he needs to be and like using the abilities that he has or the resources that he has to get where he wants to be. And it's like all the core things that make up Deku, like, like I gushed about earlier, like the whole emotional IQ. It's just like it's so it's all of that. Like it's all those reasons why he's why I love this character so much but then again like I said like I see myself in so I think that's probably the biggest part about it it's just like I see a lot of myself in Deku and you know some of us just want to break bones to make our dreams come true it's fine it's fine (laughs) um but yeah now I've rambled on enough (laughs) well yeah uh thank you so much for coming on Emery this was a really good episode Again, thank you so much for having me. I, I love this. This is so much fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll be doing more My Hero in the future. I know I at mm-hmm. least want to do a Bakugo episode, and I know that a couple of people who listen to us has uh, have asked for us to do a full recap once season four is done. Mm-hmm. So we can do that. Um, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you, Emery? Yeah, so I'm... Um... Pretty active, uh, probably too active on the Twitters. Um, my handle is at FooseRoDuck. So it's F U S R O D O C. Um, I post a lot about um, JRPGs, anime, academic stuff, um, that kind of thing, and just whatever's on my brain at the time. So uh, please ch- challenge my opinions on my hero. I- I'd love to hear from y'all. Um, and uh, again, yeah, thanks for having me. This has been great. Also, that is, I don't think I've ever gotten to tell you how amazing your handle is. Emery? Is that, I, 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 oh, sorry. I I said, I oh, yeah. I said, I don't think I've, I've ever gotten to tell you how amazing your handle is. <laughs> broke up again. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. I'm just trying to tell you that I love your handle. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you know, my, my wife came, my wife and I um, kind of dual came up with it together. And uh, we, we sat there and like, how has no one taken this? <laughs> um, and I've gotten it on a couple of social medias and I'm very, very happy about it. That's and awesome. I'm like, this is my brand. I'm never getting rid of it. Nope, never. Nice. <laughs> Once you got it, don't get rid of it. No, not at all. Yeah. Um. So. <laughs> And uh, get come get involved with us. Talk to us more about Deku. Comment when this episode goes up. Um, 
talk to us on Twitter at DYHT underscore pod. Um, we do have some live action reviews coming in the near future. We just have a lot of anime feels we needed to talk about before then. Uh, and you can yep. find me at oh my Myth Randier on Twitter. And you can also find me on Twitter at LA underscore NEY underscore SHA. And with that, what's the next step for Deku after this? Um, and dang, sorry, y'all. You're struggling with Dragon Ball Z questions recently. <laughs> I know. Will Deku continue to break all his bones? Will <laughs> Recovery Girl fix him this time? When will we do the Bakugo episode? Find out next time on Did You Have To?